0: Good morning, everyone. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. I invite you to turn there with me or follow along on the screen as we hear the word of the Lord. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waters because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. "'It's a ghost,' they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, "'Take courage, it's I, don't be afraid.'" And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most holy and awesome God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can read it, hear it, that we can ponder your meaning for us this day. And so we pray, Lord, that indeed our hearts and our minds would be opened by your Holy Spirit so that we could receive a word that only could come from you. And gracious Lord, I pray now that you would take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine. We believe that you can take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So indeed, I've been away for about two weeks and had a lot of time to spend with family. got to spend time with friends as well. And um, for, well, Sean and I are, you know, we're getting ready for school to start too. You know, he's a teacher. But man, when you've got kids around, holy smokes, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And we were with our nieces and nephew, you know, we like to have them come and stay with us over the summer. Well, we went and spent a couple days with each of them too. So we had a lot of fun. We got to see where lacrosse practice is and where dance rehearsals are. And we got to go to that favorite restaurant. And we got to spend some time with some other friends and, and just had some wonderful time of visiting and lots of traveling and driving back and forth. And just in the busyness of life and life is so scheduled these days we have so much that we do we don't just go five minutes to dance class we also drive 45 minutes to lacrosse practice that's not the that's not the away game that's just the practice and and we're going to drive all of these places because we can. And then we spend the money sometimes but because we can and other times because we're going to. Not necessarily because we can. And life is just really busy. We're doing a lot. Fitting a lot in. And we want to do more because we don't feel like we have enough time for all of the things and all of the people that we want to spend our time with. Life is just crazy, isn't it? It gets kind of chaotic, and we need to be reminded that we are people who understand and know what a life of peace is, that we can be a people of peace even in the midst of the chaos. But then I was also talking with a friend, and sharing right my thoughts on on how crazy life is and how busy we can get and then I asked how they had been and and she said the last couple months have been really awful more than just the regular chaos you know like a major surgery that was very unexpected out of nowhere just huge upheaval chaos into the home because of it and then and then she shared with me something that none of us would ever want and something that none of us would even want to hear about in our own family let alone the family of someone we know where a life was almost ended and you're just left kind of speechless My life was not her life in these last few months. While it might have been busy, while there might have been some chaotic moments, I can't say that they were moments that I was ever worried about coming near the end of life. It's something how Jesus tells stories and, and shares with us this life that he lived here on earth, and, and some of the stories are very similar. You'll recall that there are several times throughout the Gospels where we hear of him feeding thousands of people, 5,000 people, 4,000 people. There's also more than one instance in which we hear of the disciples and Jesus in a boat on a lake. We read one of them just here a moment ago, but a few chapters before, in chapter 9, there's also the story of how Jesus and the disciples were all in a boat on the lake. Jesus was sleeping, and a big storm came up out of nowhere, and the disciples were just beside themselves. They thought they were about to die, and Jesus was still sleeping. And so they go and they wake him and they say, Jesus, don't you care if we live or die? And he's like, what? What are you worried about? And he says, you have little faith. And then he tells the winds and the waves to calm down. And they do. And in chapter 9, the disciples say, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey?" But here in this story, Jesus has told the disciples to get into the boat and to go on ahead to the other side of the lake. He doesn't give any kind of instructions on what to do when they get there, but to go. And he doesn't say that he'll meet them by walking around the lake. He doesn't say how he's getting there. He just tells them to get in the boat and go ahead. So then... It's a rough night on the water, and the winds are buffeting, the waves. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears. He's walking on this water that is so not peaceful. <laughs> and they see him coming, and they, they start to cry out, This must be a ghost. They're just so overwhelmed and, and so afraid. And Jesus says, Do not be afraid. It is I. It is I. Well, then Peter asked the question, if it's really you, then tell me to come to you. And he says, well, come. So Peter gets out of the boat. Peter gets distracted by the wind and the waves. He starts to sink. Jesus reaches out a hand. They get into the boat. And as they get into the boat, peace. And that just made me think, you know, some of us, even some of us here may still be thinking of Jesus as this man who is this man that can bring peace into my life who who is this man that can that can bring goodness into my life who is this man that somehow i can trust to bring healing or 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 to To bring, uh, you know, a hope or a wish or a dream fulfilled. Something I never thought was possible. And yet, it is happening in our lives. Goodness all around us. But others of us, also like the disciples, are saying, truly, he is the son of God. Truly, this jesus he's got to be the son of god because i know that 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 life couldn't be what it is if there was not god if god wasn't real if god god wasn't really active in my life if god really wasn't making a way i know that it would it wouldn't be possible cuz the thing about this life is that that we do live in this world where like John, John, John 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And so while not all of us may have the same experiences, there are many who do have the experiences of, of just how close death is in our lives. There are those of us who know who know the power of the enemy, who comes to steal our joy, who comes who comes to, to s- destroy our relationships. There are plenty of us who know what it is to have been living a life that we thought was perfect, full of joy, and all of a sudden. But are we, the disciples, standing there saying, who is this man? Or have we been able to see and identify how even in those storms, we have not been alone. Even in those storms, God was working it all for our good. that even in the midst of the storm, we could say truly he is the son of God because he has come that we may have life and have it to the full. I was also thinking though, there's something about those disciples who stayed in the boat. Have you thought about those disciples who stayed in the boat after Peter got out? Do you ever find yourself thinking like, well, obviously Peter's the one with the big faith because he's the one that got out of the boat. I don't think I would have been Peter. I'm pretty sure if I was afraid in the middle of of the water on a boat, I wouldn't have been asking whoever it was, even if it was Jesus, to have me come and walk on the water with him. I'm pretty sure I would have wanted to stay in the boat anyway. I I think that's okay. I don't think that we need to measure our faith against Peter's. Because Peter still doubted even once he got out of the boat. Even after he put his feet on the water and was walking on water, he still doubted. So maybe we can remind ourselves that it's okay to stay in the boat because Jesus is the one that put them in the boat in the first place. Jesus is the one who said, get in the boat and head on across." And if we know that the one who holds the world in his hands is the one who has placed us on a path, and even when it seems overwhelming, even when it feels chaotic, even when we, we find ourselves this close to death, we can trust that the Son of God, the very Son of God, will be with us and he will continue to guide us and direct us so whether it's just wanting a little more peace in the midst of some chaos or whether we're finding ourselves in the place where we just feel like like our joy has been stolen where we feel like we're this close to death friends we can trust in the promise of our god the one who commands the winds and the waves and they obey. He is the one who will keep us from stumbling. He is the one who will be able to present us before our God without fault and with great joy. And so we can give honor and praise to the only God, our savior glory, majesty, power, and authority because of Jesus Christ before all ages, now and forevermore. And because we know that peace, because we know he is faithful to fulfill his promises, we need to make sure that we, when we find ourselves traveling, when we're with our family, when we're bumping into our friends at those practices or at those competitions or whatever it is our kids might be involved in, when we find ourselves at our at our dog obedience classes or when we find ourselves with our senior group of friends, we need to keep talking about the peace that we have in our lives because of God. We need to keep talking not just about the man who can do these things, but about the one who truly is the Son of God. Because it makes all the difference in the world in our lives, and it will make all the difference in the world in their lives as well. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious Lord, for all of who you are, we will never be able to say thank you enough. God, we recognize that so often we allow what we can see, what we experience in a given day, the words, that are said to us or that come out of our mouths with that certain tone that just seem to set us off. God, we recognize that we allow the things of this world to upset us and disrupt us far too often because you are our peace. You are our comfort, our joy. You have declared that you desire that we would have life To the fullest. So help us recognize the times and the places where the enemy is trying to steal from us, to destroy what we have, even to bring death into our lives. Oh God, might we be encouraged and empowered might you give us the eyes to see Lord, where we can speak of your peace, where we can speak of your love, where we can speak of your grace and the hope that only you can bring in the midst of this chaotic life. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for guiding us even when it seems like you're not there sometimes you're always with us and you will never leave us nor forsake us thank you lord thank you for guiding thank you for loving we pray this in jesus name amen